Hi, this is Dean Reek with Second Call Defense. I'm here with Sean Maloney, defense attorney and co-founder of Second Call Defense. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of calling 911 after a self-defense shooting. Sean, it seems like calling 911 should be pretty simple, but you're always telling our members that you can put yourself in legal jeopardy if you say the wrong thing. Why is that? Dean, during any threatening encounter, the body goes through psychological and physiological changes. Essentially, we're being turned into a fighting machine. Strong emotions such as fear and anger cause epinephrine or adrenaline to be released into the bloodstream. These changes in our normal physical state prepare us to face danger head-on. Combined, they make us more agile, allow us to take in more information and help us use energy in a better manner, gives us amazing strength, causes an increase in our heart rate, our muscle strength, our blood pressure, sugar metabolism, and a number of other things that really turn us into a fighting machine. It all causes us to be ready for action. Uh, this reaction is known as the fight or fight response. It prepares the body to fight, makes us stronger, quicker, faster, but these same chemicals also can have a profound negative effect on our memory. Time perception, they cause tunnel vision, they keep us focused essentially on the threat while at the same time cause us to miss other obvious details cause hearing deprivation, may make us not even able to hear our own gun go off. All these things are adaptive bodily responses essentially designed to keep us alive. And because these responses are important to our survival, they occur quickly and without thought, and they're automatic. So, um, you know, we're not saying then that when you call 911, it's really a matter of the police trying to trip you up or, uh, or, or try to get you to say something that's wrong. You're, you're basically saying... The, the body is just not prepared at that moment to think rationally and say all the right things, right? You're correct. At the same time, they cause all these things to happen. We, we, don't, we lack the capacity to explain or comprehend what just happened to us. That's why the police are taught to never make a statement after they're involved in a shooting. And that's why second call defense members are also instructed not to make a statement other than what is needed to summon help via the 911 call. That is your first statement to the police is the 911 call. You're being recorded. Everything you say can be used against you. And the only purpose of the 911 call is to summon help, not to argue your case, not, not to make inexplicable statements. You want to summon help, hang up, and call second call defense. Now, I'm not saying that the, that the police are out to get us, but the police do have a job to do, which is often in opposition to our best interests, especially after suffering from the changes to our body that I already just mentioned. Uh, we're not able to comprehend, nor do we have the ability to express or explain what just happened. We may not even have that ability for days or weeks, or maybe sometimes never. So rather than make an incoherent statement that we can't even explain, we say nothing other than what is necessary to, to summon help. Okay, so uh, let's walk through the do's and don'ts then of uh, making a 911 call after you're involved in a self-defense shooting, keeping in mind all of these physical effects that you're going through at this moment. Let's start with the don'ts. What should you not do when you call 911? You don't want to make a statement or, or give any details. You don't want to offer any explanations as to what just happened about the shooting. You don't want to plead your case. You don't want to express the regret and say, oh my God, I wish that wouldn't have happened. Or why did I have to shoot somebody? Why did I do this? You don't want to seek assurance that, you know, operator, I did the right thing, right? 
So you don't want to allow yourself to get pulled into answering lots of questions and answer details about what you really at this point in time don't know anything about. Not because you're trying to keep something from the 911 operator or for any police officer, but because of what just happened, you simply just don't know. And remember, you're being recorded and every word you speak increases your odds for incriminating yourself by making statements that truly you have no idea what you just said. Okay, well, that seems pretty clear. So that's what you don't do. Now, what about the, the do's of calling a 911? Uh, tell us the right way to do it. If, if, if I'm in an incident, I've used my firearm to defend myself. My body is basically going crazy and working against me. What should I do when I call 911? The first thing I, w I advise everybody to do is to try to calm themselves down and practice some form of deep breathing four square breathing or something other that's designed uh, to calm you down. Then after you feel that you've controlled, you've gotten your, your faculties under control, you want to make that call. You want to speak calmly and clearly. Remember this adrenaline and lingering effects are going to cause you to speak at 100 miles a minute. You want to give your full name. You want to give your address. Provide a very brief description of what just happened. I was in fear for my life. There's been a shooting. Ask for an ambulance and police. Give your location, essentially the address of where you are, and then where you'll be exactly when the police show up. You want to provide a description of yourself so there's no, nothing confusing, and then you simply want to hang up and call second call defense. So, for example, if I was going to give this call, I would call 911 and say, my name is Sean Maloney. I'm at 123 Main Street. I was attacked and I feared for my life. There's been a shooting. Send an ambulance and police. The area is secure. I'll be standing at my front porch. I'm 6'2", bald, and I'll be wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt. And then I'm done. I've done everything that the 911 call is designed to do, and that is to explain what's happened and to summon help. Okay, so basically if you're involved in a self-defense shooting, you call 911, you give them just the basic information to get police and medical aid to the scene, and then you hang up, right? That's it. That, that's it, 100%. Well, that's really good advice, Sean. Thanks. Uh, I think that makes things uh, a lot simpler. Um, that's it for this podcast. Remember, if you're not yet a member of Second Call Defense, you can sign up anytime at secondcalldefense.org. And if you use the special offer code podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you can get your first month free. Until next time, this is Dean Reek and Sean Maloney for Second Call Defense. Stay safe.